0: This session by speaking webinars on this leadership series uh, today our esteemed we have our esteemed guest mr Tapan singal he's one of the founding members of bajaj alliance general insurance uh, in india as its MD and ceo he has built an organization to where it is with over seven crore customers and a wide distribution network spanning across 2000 locations across the country under his leadership the company has been recognized as one of the best in asia thank you mr Singhal, for joining taking time out for this session today our Thank session.
1: you,
0: my Pleasure. pleasure. Today's session is moderated by Mr. Suresh Mahalinga. He, uh, he has worked across the BFI and FMCG spaces in senior positions, such as MD and CEO of Tata EIA, general manager of HDLC Life, and business head at ITC Limited, performing in a number of key roles. He is currently an independent director for principal asset management, an advisor to several emerging organizations, and a keynote speaker on multiple platforms. Thank you, Mr. Valingam for uh, structuring this session today and I leave the floor open to you, to take the discussion forward.
2: Thanks, Nijans, and welcome, Tapan. Uh, we'll make this session very interesting and I promise this is not going to be a session where there are probing questions, but more from a learning perspective, not just for the audience who are tuned in, but also post the post the interview, the interview will get relayed and. Uh, send to many other people. So there'll be great learnings, and, and uh, coming from you will be a great uh, inspiration for all. So let me just begin. And uh, as we all are witnessing, the world is increasingly volatile, uncertain, complex, and, and, and ambiguous. What does that mean for leaders like you? What are the implications that the changing business world has for the art and science of leadership? And how do you sustain? the long haul, are some aspects which this interview will try and, try and unravel. Is there a framework? Is there a mantra? Is there a secret to become a successful leader? And you have been a very tall, successful leader, and that's why I'm posing these kind of uh, framework to you. How does one sustain the dynamics of this VUPA world and still think beyond the bend and drive the organizational growth? So ladies and gentlemen, today we have with us Tapan, Uh, who's the MD and CEO of Bajaj General Insurance. Tapan is one of the most revered leaders in the industry who has risen through the rank and files of the organization. He has worked across the length and breadth of the country in different capacities in the general insurance domain. And many people close to him claim that he can feel the pulse of the general insurance market. One of the few leaders who I personally admire and cherish Who has demonstrated the capability to see beyond the bend in every, in in a very uncertain times and successfully steered the organization with his leadership mantle. So ladies and gentlemen, that is Tapan for you and we are very privileged to have Tapan on this, uh, on this, uh, on this show. So Tapan, just to, you know, on a lighter way, I've been reading through your profile, I've seen your academics and I've seen what career you've chosen. How did a master's in physics and a major in lasers and spectroscopy land oneself in insurance. I think it will be, be interesting to know just to begin the conversation.
1: Suresh, I think you know, it takes me back many, many years. So when I was a kid, I don't know if the uncle and aunties of today do this. In my time, when they would come home, the first question they would ask a kid, Ki, uh, what will you become when you grow up? What will you Correct. And I had no clue, Suresh, what to answer. So, I would come out with a very, very stupid uh, answer, kushbi banjayang, you know, I may become <laughs> anything. <no? laughs> I think. So, that becoming anything has led me till here. So, but if you look at it, no? uh, what actually happened was uh, I was preparing for my, uh, I want to be a scientist. So, I'd done my master's in physics and I was preparing to go to US for my uh, PhD because my father had you know, been to Bethlehem in New York. So, I was uh, going there. And one of my friends in hostel bought in an extra form for uh, insurance double Those times, okay. uh, I think okay. times were different. Getting into government right. job was a critical thing. So every kid who was doing his graduation or post-graduation would apply for government jobs. And insurance was government job, it was not private. Correct, correct. Right. And he put an extra form and said, this is a form. Why do you fill it? I already invested money in this. So I said, no, I'm not interested. I don't want to appear for any exam. I'm very clear I want to get the Nobel Prize for my country. Some of that was my okay. So. Okay. so he said, no, no, it's not like mugging up that you come first in the class. This is a real IQ test. Okay. So I said, okay, if you say so. And I sat for the exam and uh, I somehow okay. did pretty good. Then my friend said, at a young age, I became a class one officer. So why the hell do you want to waste this chance? Have a look at it. We not work out, then go to US. No, we still have time. Okay. And the posting was mm-hmm. Bombay, the training college. And I really found it very, very good. No, You're getting paid as a youngster, free food, free stay. Training means it has no relevance because whether you pass or fail, your job is already there. You're already a class sure. 1 officer. I had a great time. I thought this is really the place to be. No, why the hell go somewhere else? That's how I got you know, into insurance. But I enjoyed every mm-hmm. moment of it now, like 29 years to be precise, into insurance and I've loved every moment. So no regrets there. But that was the story of how I entered it. But before no, really, I complete, no. I'll just say one thing. the interview yeah. for this uh, uh, job, you know, the insurance um, direct officer, this question asked, Rish, so you have repeated okay. a question after 29 years, yeah? They asked okay, me... So I'm happy to ask you that question. <laughs> <laughs> they asked me that by doing master's in physics and doing so well, and with lasers, you know, and I also had some kind of young scientist, you know, profiling there. Why would you want to join insurance sir? So my answer then was, which is valid now, is education is always training of a mind, you know? Correct. So since Correct. Since I'm trained a scientist, I will bring a lot of different flavor Uh, to this business is my belief and that is why irrespective of what education we have it trains your mind in a particular way if you you, you know uh, use it well it can bring a different flavor to it that was my answer then so
2: no no it's a brilliant answer but do you still nurture to do few things that a scientist still wants to do you still have a long life to go ahead but is that ambition still there somewhere or are you just practicing some of it in your day-to-day work
1: like you rightly said a little while ago so, I think one uh, question was again asked to me that you're an MBA and you run a business. So, how do you run it very differently? So, the answer to that was, I, I think like a scientist. So, a scientist is one who will always question everything. Even what has been established, like, you no, know, the word of law, the Ten Commandments, he'll, he or she will question, Correct. why these Ten Correct. Commandments, no? How is it proven? Not proven, not worth it, no? And that's how scientists Correct. get uh, their thinking mode on. I think that Correct. childlike curiosity to question everything even now, no, uh, stays on with me, uh, makes a big difference to the way I look at uh, business and society. But um, having said that, I think in insurance, I realized very early on, it's a business of empathy. I think yeah. I said before that we get paid to do yeah. good. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I love my profession now. So maybe I, I, I don't know if I got the Nobel Prize or not, but I think serving so many people, I, I get uh, greater satisfaction. I vouched that. I've also been in insurance for 10 years, so I can tell you not a
2: good 15 years, in 5 years also, but I, I also vouch. Now, sticking to the same question on career Tapan, uh, and since there are young listeners on the uh, list tuning in, uh, in, times are changing fast. During our times, our times of choosing a career option had different dimensions and considerations. However, for you know, people who are young, and the audience that are currently tuned in, what would be your recommendations or guidelines or considerations which should be duly thought through
1: while choosing career options in today's day and age? Yeah, I think one thing is very clear is what you want from your career. No, though it changes over time. Also, for me, also it has changed, and for you, also you may have changed. Yeah, uh, quite we a lot for money and career mm-hmm. growth. But then, as you progress further, our basic nature comes to play. No, if you're empathetic. Right look for empathy. If you want a purpose in life, look for purpose, no? If you're looking Correct. for glory in life, no, that will come into play. And in the first Correct. couple of years of your career, mm-hmm. your basic nature comes to play. So it's very Correct. critical for us to understand what's a basic nature. We should not get carried away by what our friends are saying, what our parents are saying. Because at the end of the day, our, whether we like it or not, a majority waking life is spent working, no? Now, okay. if you are not happy working, we cannot be happy in life. Unfortunately so, no. because if you look at right the time you uh, become uh, the so-called youth of the country, you are into the workforce. And by the time you're through with the workforce, uh, you already entered the old age. No, So your glorious uh, time is uh, while working. So one thing I tell my children also, which I tell everybody is, first, figure out what's your basic nature. And there's nothing wrong, right? You want to make money? That also is good. You want power, fame? That also is good. There's nothing wrong with it. You want purpose? That also is good. Be very clear about what is your basic nature which is going to sustain after the initial couple of years of excitement of getting a job then look for jobs which align to that basic nature of yours you know?
2: mm-hmm. and then
1: once you immerse into it don't be fickle-minded don't jump too very fast it takes about four to five years for you to really become an expert in the job that you, intend, yeah. you know, i yeah, think right. uh, the first uh, six months to eight months goes into learning then it goes into experimentation then it goes into failing and then, you know, gain some expertise, then it goes to paying back to the organization. So my personal belief is if you stick in a job of five to seven years, then you have been able to really get into that kind of profession pretty well. So once these things are clear, then you'll have a very successful life. No, Otherwise, if you're not clear, maybe make a mistake, one or two, that's okay. At the initial stage, we can make a mistake. But ask yourself this question, what's my basic nature? And look at jobs which sustain that basic nature of yours. No? And nothing is wrong. So don't try to look for fancy words that I want a purpose and all. If, if purpose is not what you're looking for, it's fine. For money, look for money, mm-hmm. look for fast moving, no? jobs will pay you that kind of money. So it's perfectly True. fine. True. I'll, I'll come back to your purpose, your empathy,
2: basic nature, and link it back to leadership traits at a later point of time. Uh, because these are word, some words which are very critical for the success of an organization from a leader's perspective. And I have a few questions around it, which I will address later. Now, having understood you and your career dimensions, uh, for the benefit of the viewers, I would like to touch a few questions on the general insurance industry, and then I'll lead up to some more questions on dealership attributes and so on and so forth. Uh, I, I see general insurance as possibly, in, when I look at it today, it, it, I won't say cluttered, but there are multiple players uh, and brands which are operating in the category and more to come in. And I know there is this talk of... Uh, insured tax coming in, then there is a legacy organization, there a combination of and there is a hybrid version. I'm also uh, talking to a few people who are talking about setting up a dental insurance. There is another set of people who are talking to me in terms of setting up an agri insurance, which is focusing only on agri. So there are lo- new developments that are taking place. The, the category over the last decade has grown over 15%. So it has done r- reasonably well, considering the fact that there are many organizations or many industries that haven't that have seen simple digit growth uh, just for the benefit of uh, all the users what would you attribute to growth of this category as you see it and yeah. you've been one of the leading players uh, in, in, in the industry
1: so if i go back to the year 2001 when set up the company you'll be surprised to know so that the entire business was just 10,000 crores of the industry huh? Correct. And correct. in just about, let's say, 19 years' time, uh, we are closing close to uh, 13,000 crores. So, we're already doing more than what the yeah. industry was doing just about 19 years back. Absolutely, no? and the, absolutely brilliant. And congratulations to you. I mean, <laughs> no, no. The industry, the industry grew to 1,700 yeah. crores. And, yeah, yeah, so, to sure. the point that you said, this is one of the rare industries which um, really grew very well no, over time. Uh, right. So, the good part was the growth. Now, where did the growth come from? If you look at Indian economy also, from, I think, 2001. Uh, when liberalisation started happening, and by 2004, 5, no, 91, sorry, it started happening. By 95, 96, the economy was fairly, you know, opening up, and 96, 97, I think we look at all the uh, vehicle sales, uh, uh, the infrastructure growth, all that started happening. So GI industry typically follows the economic um, uh, growth and the fortunes, you know? So the economic growth of the country has happened good. So a lot of times when people ask me this question about India, I ask them to go back when they were younger. And if they went to the airports, they would hardly see any um, uh, passengers then. Today, uh, mm. not today, I think pre-COVID, you went to airport, you could hardly yeah. stand, find a place to stand. No. Or if you look True, at the uh, vehicles correct. on the road. I remember correct. when I went to Nepal in the year 92, I was so excited to see really fancy cars and fancy motorcycles. Huh? And mm. today, in, in our country, you see all this. So, the country has really progressed well. No. True. True. The insurance industry has been uh, lucky uh, that uh, since they follow the fall of the fortune the economy, uh, they wrote that… Uh, that was the good part. The second good part happened was, uh, which is not, uh, uh, I would say that because of the disposable income going up, health insurance took uh, predominance. No? So earlier, people not very okay. focused on health insurance because joint family, in a way, was a, was a kind of insurance happening. But nuclear families coming in and health becoming expensive over time. So health insurance grew well. But the government intervention also happened. If you look at government came out with health uh, insurance for the state, they came out with crop insurance uh, coming in. A combination of three. The Economic growth of the country, second, disposable income, uh, which has moved up, uh, which is leading to personal lines of insurance growth, and third, the government intervention recognizing insurance is a powerful, you no know, social uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, protection for the citizen of India. You combine these three together and you see this growth happening. And Let me uh, remind you, Suresh, in the year 2007, uh, free pricing had happened, no detailing had happened, of price, yeah, yeah. prices went down by 70 80%. If they're not gone down by this percentage, you'd actually and have growth. seen much higher growth than what you uh, see today. see but but, absolutely. Uh, but still it's very less so i i would put my money that for the next 20 years also uh, this mm-hmm. industry is going to keep on uh, booming no so i don't think uh, growth would be an issue profit has been an issue for the industry but not growth but do you see room for more players i i would love to have more i've always said competition should always be welcome and you should invite many more players you know why it pushes you to do better for customer. No? It pushes the industry to do better for customer. And any industry which is obsessed with customer and keeps on pushing themselves to do better for customer will always be industry which keeps on doing good, no? And that is a fundamental issue. And competition forces that. Uh, again, I'll take you back, Suresh, when the first ATM came to our country. You remember, I didn't have a uh, card then. and one of my um, uh, well-to-do friends had a card. And I was so jealous standing out. You just go and take money out. And for me to take money, I had to go to the cashier stand okay. and take the no money right. out. And now now nobody goes to the bank, no? competition right. does wonderful uh, thing for the industry and for um, uh, the customer. Correct. India, we hardly have any players. Look at Singapore, look at UK, thousand companies. Uh, and yeah, the market absolutely. like uh, India, less than 500 is no fun. We should have a huge number of so companies.
2: So leading to that, uh, Tappan, in the sense you've seen the insurance industry and general insurance industry for the last 27. You've seen the nascent stage of the industry, you've seen the growth stage of the industry, you've seen the tech side of the industry, and you're probably seeing more players to come. What are the future trends which you feel this category will witness, or if not already witnessing? You know, There are talk about telematics and multiple other things that people are talking. Where do you see, and as, as a leader in the industry, what changes are you doing to your own uh, approach towards addressing some of these changes? Okay. And maybe so, the leadership attributes could come in from your from, from from Yeah, here. So,
1: this is where my scientist comes into play. So, let me give you an sure, interesting. Sure, sure. I, I was eating things. to hear your, your scientist view, <laughs> glad that it is coming. Here. So, let's look at the uh, gender insurance uh, dilemma, which is an interesting dilemma. And this is what no, has to be solved. Yeah. So, I told you the industry is growing well. But the industry does Correct. not make profit, no? so the industry's Correct. combined ratio, which is uh, outgo to the premium collected, it's is about 170. 100. So what? Seventy rupees of every hundred rupees, the industry is um, over and above all. No? So it's yeah. it technically means industry is paying claims to the nose. No? Correct. Now Correct. you ask any common person street uh, what is the view about insurance industry, they'll say they don't pay claims. No, they are targets. So <laughs> now don't you find interesting? The industry yeah. is dying, paying claims. And correct. the common person feels uh, that the industry does not pay claims, know. Correct, correct. Absolutely, and absolutely. Where is the dilemma? No? And, and this is the problem which we should solve. Hmm. And then once hmm. I analyze, I realized two things are happening in this uh, play. And again, very interesting. See, let's look at the insurance industry. What do they do? Collect money from many to pay to a few. Correct. So, the onus of the industry is that the few it pays to, they should verify hmm. they're not fraudsters. Correct. Otherwise, Absolutely. no the money of many will go waste. Correct. So the entire process of paying claims is starting to eliminate fraud. Hmm. So now look at the funny situation: you walk in as a customer, you have a genuine claim. Insurance company sees you as a fraudster. Yeah? Correct. Now who is wrong? You or the insurance industry? Both are right in their own place. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And that was, let's say, four hundred years back. You no, know, we didn't have so much digital uh, tools. We didn't have social media. I didn't have no mobile cameras. Hmm. In today's time. With all this yeah. analytics and all this you know uh, tools in place, uh, you can have process to find out frosters or at yeah. least have no uh, triggers happening and let the 99.99 honest person you know get their money very very fast with a very good experience. Yeah. So my very belief nice. is the industry mm-hmm. should crack this and should work on this and as a company we're leading it because once we crack there's a perception of insurance industry changes, which is Absolutely. very critical. otherwise the insurance penetration, whatever you see, not happen to the level where it can because with such low penetration that is the first thing Correct. the second thing what the industry should do is is a very customized solution for a customer today it is like this is the five things take it or leave it it's like the ambassador fiat days There are two vehicles whichever model you want take it one or the two no now you don't have much of an option you look at the fiat 10 times look at the Ambassador 20 times and then decide on one no that day it has to go uh, the customer should be able to decide the cover they want take the price and be able to be serviced yeah. when a claim gets paid. No, at a hyper speed. Now, this is yeah. where the industry should go to because then we are redefining the industry, we are redefining customer experience, and I think quite a few of us will be getting there. No? that is yeah. that to me sh- yeah. should be and yeah. uh, will be the future.
2: No, that's that's a beautiful synopsis of what how you see the general. I can ask you more questions, but I think the purpose of this interview is not just to get into general insurance industry per se, but also look at various leadership attributes. And now I'm shifting the gear from Understanding you to understanding the industry to getting to more specific on leadership and leadership attribute and so on and so forth. Some interesting, some little controversial, but you know, we'll play it by the year. If I were to put things in perspective, Tapan, today all of us in this Buka world are in a fishbowl. And part of being in that fishbowl means you are taking information from multiple sources, you're constantly learning, constantly teaching, and you have and you have to have a constant ability to modify. Those who adapt best are the ones who thrive. My question, therefore, to you is: How do you lead today if you are going to have a change or be prepared to change tomorrow? If you could share your perspective on this aspect for the benefit of our listeners, okay? It's it's
1: it's not the conventional answer. I told you I'm not. No, even no, no. no.
2: Like I said, this is leadership with <laughs> a difference. I don't want to so, get it- into. So this, most all practical aspects coming yeah, in right now.
1: So most of my answers will be the way I believe it. So okay. let me give you a story, uh, which I heard somewhere. You know, so I can't give you the exact references. So there was this war game uh, which was being played in the uh, US you know, before they were trying to get into some uh, war. They normally do a kind of war simulation. So they planned everything to the perfect uh, T and uh, they felt nothing would go wrong now. And they had to create an enemy general to see how the war would go. So, they looked for one of the rogue generals, you no, know, uh, way, uh, way back and got him, he's already tired and said, okay, you lead the enemy side. Yeah. And um, he won the war. Now, with all this preparedness, um, they lost it. So, they were very surprised. They said, um, what do you do? He said, the problem is that you guys were thinking that everything would be like um, command, control, um, clear instructions, you know, and a digital movement. So all I did was from Mm. motorcycle, I would send uh, a message of what I want to be done Mm. and I had very good uh, lieutenants and Mm. broad objectives were given Mm. and the micro details they would work out and that is how this would get passed on. So at no point of time anybody could figure out what is the clear strategy and the way we are used to thinking is that we want to always see a very clear strategy.
2: Hmm, hmm. now this is why we fail
1: because you have to when you want to make a clear strategy and you want complete chain of command to happen you want clear things to go right to the last mile by time instruction which is the last mile the world has changed in today's time yeah, correct, correct, Absolutely. so yeah. which means that you always be at a losing space because you can't win this hmm. so my style of management over years has been the rogue general style of management I have good yeah. people with me and they have been stayed with me for many many years you know, if you look at most of my leaders they would yeah. have been there from like like day zero kind of stuff or not one or two is here and there
2: hmm.
1: what i want to be done is instruction which is given to them oh. okay. okay and the ethics values need not be compromised it's very very clear on that basis hmm. and where they get stuck is where they have to come back to me and the fastest time they get there and this hmm. is how they pass on the command yeah okay. So which means that innovation keeps on happening in between the command centers Mm-hmm. So let's say, Suresh, you want that today, right now, that will tell me the clear strategy of what today you know, end will be. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you, nor my people can tell you, but we will be ahead of the game. That I can tell you, yeah? Mm-hmm. So nobody can crack how we fast we move and how agile we are because we have a series of people who are very, very agile. And the broad objective, and this is where my chess comes into play, is multiple mm-hmm. pieces which I mm-hmm. put it together and are multiple leaders who execute and in the end, the picture which I want to be created gets created, yeah? You're getting okay. it? So in a very fast-changing world, okay. you have to have a lot of trust on your people. Mm-hmm. Be clear about what end goal you want to achieve. Be clear about the purpose that has to be served. Be clear okay. about you know, what your organization stands for. Don't compromise your ethics values. Respect your people and let the game okay. begin. No, I think that that's why it's just very very and, you,
2: and, and and you have been comfortable. Uh, you have been successful. And have you? Has there been a shift in this strategy ever, or have you been consistent with this forever in terms of your style and approach?
1: So what happens and happened used to not does not. When I was younger, I used to be a lot more um, uh, restless, yeah, okay. and more demanding. And okay. at times I would feel like, let me do it Yeah, It is not happening. No, this guy is taking too much time. You know? And I lose mm-hmm. uh, patience. And mm-hmm. like a lot of my senior leaders say the younger ones are very lucky, they're not seeing you in your original <laughs> star, Otherwise, the, what we have survived they they see you much better you. So over time I realized you have to have faith. Yeah. You have to have a lot of belief in your people, yeah. <laughs> they <laughs> will figure yeah. it That's out, true. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That is absolutely. where the delegation thing comes into. If you can't do that, don't talk of delegation. Yeah, Don't talk of no belief. Don't talk of trust. Don't talk of all this. Where a lot of companies throw Correct. up? Correct. It starts from Correct. how you behave and how you interact with your people and leaders. No? So Correct. Now over Correct. time, Suresh, um, now I don't. Now, now I'm much more calmer and I'm able to. No? And it still works. So It's doing fine. So,
2: so, so let me probe on your calmness uh, a little more to try and find out uh, the current situation as they say, comfort and change never coexist peacefully. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a premise in today's contemporary world that leaders have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Right? So one has to recognize that an, un- an uncomfortable state is still okay, because it typically means that either one is growing, one is learning, or one is allowing oneself to be even more authentic, which I can see very clearly from your perspective, with the groups that one is interacting with. Therefore, my question to you, Tapan, is do you subscribe to this fact in today's dynamic world, to this theory of being comfortable, uncomfortable, or are you a votary of subject matter expertise? In other words, success is, is through a process of collaboration or through well laid out processes and structures, or I mean, I know it, there is no perfect answer, but from a from from how you see this uh, whole
1: thing evolving. Yeah. So, like I said, these are my perspective, right or wrong. No. No. no, no. We, we want only your perspective, no. So. And, and, <laughs> and go ahead. Please. Yeah. So, if you again uh, look at uh, from my perspective, if and one of my leaders came to me and he just got promoted again, a very um, like hardcore friend and no, we fought many battles together. And one day he came to me and said, "Boss, I think I will uh, quit." so I asked him what happened why मतलब business why do you want to know it now he says too much stress then I laughed I said um, uh, you understand one thing no all of uh, all of us want to grow in career no? and as we grow it is the stress which grows for which you get paid absolutely so if stress is not there then organisation does not require you let us understand this let yeah? us let us understand that there is no theft in the city there's no murder. In the city. Would you require police force? Yeah. If all neighbors were you no know, staying peacefully at the country border, would you require the army? Well, so I think the, the issue is senior leaders. When you get in that position, you get paid for your stress. Let's be very clear about it. Yeah? So to Correct. think of an ideal world where there'll be no stress and the organization will keep a bunch of senior leaders for having a great time. No, it doesn't Correct. exist. I think that is not the way we should be thinking. Correct. Now how do we handle the stress? Is what comes. <laughs> So, if you're super excited about stress and about uncertainty, and you're super excited about crisis, then you, you you should take a role of senior leaders. If you're not, then you should be, like you said, be a subject matter expert. That also is very good, yeah? And, yeah, and, yeah. and being an expert, there's nothing wrong, right? I mean, a lot of people get confused, and that comes again with our Indian um, hierarchy system, where we think CEO is the most uh, powerful position. To me, it's just one of the positions. The head uh, uh, technical would be a very powerful position, or let us say, no. The head admin yeah. itself will be very powerful. But if you're good at it and you're a subject matter expert and you want to really, you know, make a difference, it just seems a very powerful push, I think. Uh, so first and foremost, you that from mind. But if you're super excited about crisis and every crisis makes you say, huh, we'll get some fun, let's try, you know, uh, redefine, yeah. look at things and you enjoy uh, stress coming to it and see how do you solve it. Uh, then yeah. I think to me that is uh, required when you uh, want to become a CEO or you want to be heading businesses, no. Or a CFO, because
2: these
1: positions uh, will have it. So, uh, so, so not even uh, wish it away. On 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 the
2: aspect of stress and senior leadership and collaborative styles of leadership, more pertinent from your perspective. I mean, I've been a CEO and MD. You are currently an MD and CEO. What is the biggest myth about leadership or the corner of it?
1: Is glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> You have You
2: mean you've been at it for a very long time. So, that, how are you coping with this kind of yeah,
1: solution? To answer the question, Suresh, I love crisis. I love no, I, I answer that myself, no? Any crisis gives me super excitement to handle that. But if you're coming for glamour, don't come. Uh, that's the last laugh <laughs> thing that you would know, uh, be experiencing while sitting on the chair. People may feel whatever, but you are expressing any kind of glamour uh, no, from your perspective. No? See, again, this was again, uh, one more again of my direct reports. Once he said, uh, boss, I don't feel uh, motivated uh, anymore. No? I said, step out. Don't be in that position if you don't feel motivated. You have no option. Correct. When you take leadership positions, you have no option of feeling low. You have no option of not feeling motivated. And if you're feeling yeah. so, step out. Take some other role. Don't be there. Thousands okay. of people look at you, and they want you to be. Let's imagine we go to war, and you are General Suresh. And suddenly, just before the war starts, you sound good. Feel motivated. <laughs> will you win? Then you lost it. Yeah, you will not win. Forget oh, it. <laughs> you all will massacre. As a leader who cannot be self-motivated, self-excited, self-energetic, at all, point the of time, there's nothing wrong if you don't feel so chipside, yeah? yeah. Just chipside yeah. for some time, you no. Know? Maybe yeah. you want to do something else, but if you take leadership roles, sure, that it comes from within you, you no, know? uh, and, and True. you always know that. So there's no question of glamour. There's no question of no you being negative. There's no question of looking for motivation. Those things are too late, yeah, once you enter this yeah. cockpit, you better you, you have to, correct. Better
2: enjoy so, so, it. Better. Yeah. So, Tapan, talking about changes and continuing with the subject, we see, obviously, we're seeing a lot of change that's currently happening. So, the recent global crisis, and it's a question that, you know, one will have to ask in any interview these days. The recent global crisis, which we are witnessing, is a huge disruptor. For some, it's an opportunity to kind of redefine multiple things. For some, it is sulking, and I don't know what to do. How do leaders like you understand the impact this crisis, and how do you ready yourself for the, for a scenario? And if you could illustrate with an example for our audience of what that you could have possibly done, that would be a wonderful way of you know uh, highlighting what. Uh, okay. So if we
1: look at uh, today, is a very connected world. And a lot of us leaders are, don't, uh, don't see the world like that. So let me explain. I told my team way before lockdown happened, prepare for lockdown. And if you go back to early March, people thought it would be funny that India will know, actually have a crisis and a lockdown may happen here. They thought Western is fine, India's immunity is strong and for us this COVID and all, we are handling many viruses. Nothing will happen, no? And India uh, will have very less cases. And lockdown people did not even think. So I remember my okay, management okay. Uh, team meeting when I proposed, let's prepare lockdown, they said because you're pulling it too much, it's not going to happen. But we prepared and we actually had gone for work from home before the lockdown announced. So okay, we'll be happy okay. to note when the lockdown got announced, we are fully prepared and we started we should close to 30 lakh policies and settled 12 lakh claims in the lockdown period. You know, okay. with no. this uh, is Mar- This is in April or March? Uh, that was uh, March and April no, and towards mid-May, okay. the lockdown zone. Okay. on. So 30 okay. lakh policies, 12 lakh claims, and the grievance dropped by 90%. We already had the lowest grievance. No? Amazing. Hmm. Now, people asked me later, how did you see it happening? Like, are you an astrologer or something? I said, no, it does not require you to be an astrologer. Hmm. I saw the world was into lockdown as a solution for COVID. No? I saw Correct. it happening uh, step by step, country-wise. And each country which had initially said it did not happen, be it UK, be it US, they hmm. all went through it. Correct. So my bet was, in this connected world, this is going to happen. The moment the cases are in India, the Prime Minister will announce lockdown. Because that is mm-hmm. what every country is doing. doing the pressure of him to do so. And exactly that is what he did. You no? Know? Okay. So, we are leaders, we should be very, very attuned to what is happening around the world. Today is a connected world. One. Second, right. we are a regulated um, entity. To so know what the regulators will be doing, look at what other leaders are doing. You know? So let me example, latest which I heard in China is, The insurance data said 80% of the processes of insurance companies should be digital. And they've only given a couple of months that they have to move digital 80%. Now, with that dictum coming in, and let us think that we are not very digital, and we think Mm -hmm. that it's not going to come to India. So this Mm -hmm. I'm making announcement before it's there. So luckily you have date and time. So we can play (laughs) this now after this happens. (laughs) just to prove my point, Suresh. I have this conference. That similar thing will come to India. It's so easy. No, it's no Good. rocket science. Nice. In a connected world, look at what's happening as early signs of what will come to you soon or late. No? I think so. Then you can uh, be prepared much better. That is the first point in a crisis. So don't uh, have this arrogance of thinking that you are different. You'll be aloof of it. No, that is not what we should do. The second point is uh, facing reality very, very fast. No? Okay. Taking decisions. So, let us say that uh, if it was March and I asked you to put your money, you would be putting your, all your money as a venture capitalist in what? And sharing uh, ecosystems, yeah? Correct, correct. Uh, uh, maybe sharing uh, rooms, uh, sharing a uh, car, no? You remember all all the money was going into this. Correct. In just 15 days' time, if I asked mm-hmm. you where to barely put your money, in not for a single rupee there, no? <laughs> <laughs> so... What was like the charm of the entire world and any any leader, you ask him, they're all talking of sharing economy. Everybody. I don't yeah. hear the word. So do a Google search, no, just before COVID and you'll find mm-hmm. this word to be like massively used in all the yeah, yeah. coming right. over. Nobody's right. talking. Correct. Reality, yeah? Accept it. So don't start lingering on it if you find this yeah. and not going forward if you find this. Move very, very yeah. fast in a new environment. So how do you set up businesses and what kind of businesses really do well in this environment and how can a business adopt it, accept it. What are the cost structures, accept it. No. Correct. And then yeah. take decision ultra fast. Uh, as leaders, good, bad decisions, you have to execute very, very fast once you have clarity. Only then you can keep the ship going. I think I remind you of a general insurance contract in the marine insurance. Hmm. If the ship is has a danger of going down and it throws away some uh, goods from the deck of the ship to save the ship. That part of the claim is payable. Okay. Keep your ship going, yeah? even in a storm. Then, when you hit uh, uh, good um, weather, you go full steam ahead. But you can't take the ship, the ship goes down, too late. Yeah?
2: So. so, on the aspect of decision making, I, I clearly see that, uh, uh, correct me if I'm uh, wrong in my interpretation that one of the leadership attributes from what is being displayed by you, while decision-making is a continuous process, crisis hastens the process of uh, precision decision-making, right or wrong, effectively at that point of time. Because if you procrastinate, delay, then you are basically not kind of addressing the situation. I haven't said that, uh, how you are a good example of a leader who's resetting and making things happen from from an industry perspective. What what are the few things that you have done differently to reset yourself from a leadership style? Not just you, but what have you translated down to your one downs or to to your larger team at large? Because it's impossible for a CEO to kind of take stock of a crisis completely when people look up to him. But in these times of crisis, collective leadership, uh, you know, Specific responsibilities and alignment of thought processes is very, very critical for seamless execution of activities. What has changed for you? What have you done differently? Decision-making, I clearly understand. Are there any other things that that you would have done? Especially in a scenario where people are working from home, you know, you you don't have the conventional styles of milte, baat karte, decision lete.
1: It's very different. So the two things I said to my team very early on, uh, there are going to be mental health issues. So, first and foremost, I told the HR team to set up a helpline with uh, one very established agency and give free access to my team and partners for any number of calls with no information to be asked from them, clear and uh, zero data okay. to be uh, given to uh, no? Second, I told my team, You have to take care not only of yourself, but all of my partners and my customers. And told okay. the HR that you take care of all my people. So, you'll be happy to know that. The HR team called every employee, called, not mail, yeah, oh, right. wow. and, and had discussions with them, and my team members called every agent, and uh, we're to reach out as many customers as possible. So once, oh. from being a victim, you become, you know, uh, the kind of person who's providing relief, your mindset changes completely. Absolutely. So getting the moral of the team to be very high from day zero was one of my um, clear uh, goals, because I realized... This is not going to be the normal time. There'll be huge uh, fear, psychosis. There'll be huge worries. So one way is I can tell them, don't worry. No, we'll take care. Other, I said, it's like when you want to teach somebody something really good, make him a teacher. Or Correct. in our know, Hindi, you know, you want better law and order. So I said, Correct. if my people have to be mentally healthy, make them the person who has to you know give happiness to others or you no, know, have discussion with others. You no, know, And put an okay. infrastructure of support you No, know, for that. I think that created huge excitement in my team because now they are the ones reaching out to people, connecting, you know? And if they find somebody not really doing well or somebody not really down, uh, that was passing up. And we focus a lot on how people should remain happy. And if somebody is contacting COVID, what are the solutions that we provide? Because we have a huge infrastructure mm-hmm. of doctors, hospitals. What comfort you provide? I said, I like calling people who contact COVID myself. And I said, come mm-hmm. down to you know, um, see you and if you want anything, if your society is providing grocery, they're not taking care of you, let me know. We will do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, it's very funny. None of us know who will get yes. COVID, huh? But if one of yes. us gets it, we are running away. And tomorrow, if you are the person getting it and everyone runs away, it's yes. a funny yes. world, yeah? Yes. In yes. this yes. world, actually, yes. we should all be rushing to help people who get it because you do not know tomorrow yes. we may be the person. So, are we yes. creating yes. an ecosystem of helping each other? Are we having empathy? Because tomorrow we may require it, not for anything else, just forget it, forget about human angle for it, just pure strategic basis. Correct. The era has to be where we all rush out to help people. No, Correct. work, work, Correct. work so those are the things that we really worked on. Where I believe a business is easier to manage when you have a very motivated team. No, uh,
2: so so that comes to uh, and it's so fascinating to hear uh, you articulating with such great passion because like I, like I said, I'll come back to the purpose issue later. All this emanates from a clarity of thought, clarity of purpose, clarity of empathy, clarity of the direction that you want to do and keeping employee in the cornerstone of any critical success that the organization has to has to achieve and i can clearly see from your articulation that crisis or no crisis if you have a good team if you're able to uh, you know give the directions correctly and have a collaborative approach things can happen on the purpose itself again for for the greater learning of the audience Some of the best leaders have the ability to incorporate what I think of as a compass or a broader purpose. A purpose statement or a vision statement is not a strategy, but it is a compass. We live in a world that is looking for quick hits, uh, looking for quick action, but there has to be a trend line. Those compasses, those purposes help drive that. What is your style of bringing in purpose uh, when you are working towards a very important goal. Now, crisis is one example. Uh, are there any? If there is a futuristic change in this, how do you bring this purpose aligned to your larger team? Because as a leader in the industry, it's very important for you to consistently send those kind of purpose statements or, or benchmarks for you to
1: be ahead of the curve or you know across the bend. Purpose cannot be a statement. It comes from the heart. You feel it, right. and you Correct. feel it very genuinely. Then others feel it. That's my belief. Sorry. So Correct. let us say I've been very lucky to be in industry in which our, we, we actually just do good. If somebody goes through a misfortune, uh, we stand with that person. No. So mm-hmm. whenever I speak to people, I say, don't you feel very, very enriching and blessed that you have an opportunity to serve people when things are mm-hmm. going wrong, no? Correct. Correct. If I look at any great person, at the end of all their career and all the money they have made, they become mm-hmm. philanthropists. They spend okay. their life serving people. I said, here okay. you make money serving people. Like, how beautiful can it be? You know, So Correct. I think that is why if we look at a company's grievance ratio. It's always been one of the lowest in the industry. And I said, no, it draws by 90%. I said, if you don't feel for the customer and the pain of the customer, the genuine customer, hmm. and you can't mm-hmm. know, really serve the customer, then this is not the place to be. That's the first thing. I think that's you know, something which we talk at all times. That's why I use the term, we get paid to do good. The second Correct. is our uh, purpose towards the society and the country. Now, let's look at India. India, demographic dividend people talk about. Now, to the youth of India, if you don't provide gainful employment, there's a huge problem. It'll be a negative dividend, no? You'll have social unrest, you'll have, no, uh, crime rate going up. So, insurance industry provides the maximum employment. Nobody talks about it, no? millions get employed by uh, insurance industry, be it by agency or be it by, you know, uh, attachment. So I said, can we have a purpose that we'll make a difference to the youth of the country and provide uh, the maximum employment? So it's not about recruiting agents. We are mm-hmm. providing employment to a family which will make a difference to him and his future generations. We are going to make a difference to mm-hmm. your life. And okay. this I demonstrated by some of the early agents which I made. When I go and meet them with my team, the kind of respect that they have for us, because we change the fortunes for them and their family, no? Okay. So as a professional, you get an opportunity to change people's fortune which industry gives you that? Let's talk about any yeah, industry. You know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, like they can talk of one or two people, and we can talk of thousands. You would have, you know, 10 years, 15 years career made a difference in thousands yeah. of people's life, no? So if you're yeah, making a difference yeah. people's life. If you get yeah. paid to do good, you're standing, yeah. things are going wrong. What does you want in life to be done? No. Now, if you Correct. do these things as a purpose and you're yeah. obsessed about it, Suresh, your company will do good, you no? Know? Yeah, absolutely.
2: I've been asking questions and questions and it's been 45 minutes. I'll take now, I'll go to the audience and take a few questions. uh, We we still have another 15 minutes. Uh, Let me take a few questions from the audience. Uh, Some of these you may have answered, but nonetheless, I will ask. Uh, A number of micro insurance firms have come up, uh, up such insuring a cab ride or insuring your
1: food. Do you see a huge market in that space? Okay, these are a based insurance. I think if you look at uh, with the advent of uh, e-commerce and this license, based insurance uh, is something which is emerging in the insurance world all across the um, world. No? Be it Zongyan, which really picked up very well, or uh, if you look at some of the Western companies also. India not started emerging of uh, cab ride or this thing. The question you should ask is one, obviously it is more like bundle product. Is okay. the customer opting for it or is it bundle? That's the first question to ask for it. If it's bundle, then I don't think as industry we are achieving something. No? The customer is opting for it, then we're giving value. That is the first question I've always asked myself, though it's uh, picking up. no, that customer doesn't see value. It's bundled when it's come to the customer, it's free, whatever, credit card or a cab ride, you know, which is coming through. Then does it, or does the customer opt for it? So if you have to be a good insurer, uh, check this uh, statement. is customer opting. Then your product is good. The customer is opting for it. You know? That's the first part. Second is the based uh, insurance. Also look at the claim process being very, very rapid. You know? Very fast. Correct. At least you get the industry reputation to be uh, built up right. well. You no? Know? I think Correct. if you combine these two together, then every product is good. Your product is also good. One, the customer should opt for it. And second, if a claim happens, the problem is the customer is buying a chassis product, which he or she has not gone through like two page document. Correct. It's just one sentence. It covers mm-hmm. this. That's it. So when a claim happens, then don't take out four page statements and say, yeah, these were not covered. No? Correct. Correct. I agree. So, I agree. so this is, you take up these two things, it's good. You're not taking care of these two things, uh, rework.
2: Okay, this is again a, a question. Do you agree that it's lonely at the top? If yes, how do you handle this situation? So, it's a good question from a, for a leader. So, I think okay. this is something leaders have to
1: manage. I don't, I don't I, it, to me it appears you don't look lonely. But <laughs> yeah, so why I don't look lonely, let's, let me uh, clarify on that. See, I'm always um, uh, excited uh, to be in presence of people. In fact, the lockdown, if you ask, amongst others, for me, this was the biggest uh, change. All my life, I've been meeting 20 days in a month. I travel. I meet so many people, you no, know, and I love meeting people. That is what, you no, know, is something as an insurer, which uh, is my job, and I enjoy doing. Suddenly, I cannot move. I have to be at home, and I look at people like, Suresh, "Dear friend, I'm looking at him you know, after so many years through a uh, laptop." Look, what has the world come to? So, a person yeah. like me would be having yeah. the maximum setback, you no? Know? Now, there are very, two issues very, very. to it. One. Uh, think you're lonely, you can't talk uh, to people, you can't just show your vulnerabilities, no, uh, okay. or uh, to, no, it's virtual and feel bad about it. Or in any circumstances, see what best can you do. So why can't I talk to people? Why can't I be vulnerable to my you know, uh, people who work for me? Even Why not can't I be vulnerable to people you know, uh, down below? I remember I was doing a call with my daughter because she's a doctor as I told you earlier, you know, she's working okay. like 17-18 hours. A day and facing all this COVID um, issues frontline line. And um, I think my digital head said that uh, uh, I, we want to install life with you and your daughter. Hmm. And so I was hesitating but uh, I said okay. So towards the end of it, I nearly had tears in my eyes. So why hide? Correct. Correct. I'm Correct. human. I cry yeah. at times. Correct. I love. Yeah. No? Why do I want to face myself or create a facade that I am God? No? Correct. I am yeah, what really I am. True. So when yeah. I am what I am on the face of it, Suresh, i can yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely again uh,
2: related to the statement that you made in terms of the chinese example of where they have asked 80% to be digitized wh- wh- what is the extent of digitization that you see in the general insurance industry and uh, is there scope for further and uh, unfortunately while the word digital transformation digital is used rather loosely people don't understand uh, because it is a journey it takes it, it takes some time i i myself set up a inshore tech company called poko by generally uh, I, I mean, wh- what do you where do you see this transformation happening or and what extent have you digitized and is the journey complete or is the journey 50% complete what 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 what, what does one do
1: okay there's two things or is that- there an opportunity okay the two things I told my team very early on. I think if we can't uh, issue a policy or settle a claim uh, by the time you have a cup of tea, especially the retail part, which is about you know, 90% of the business, mm-hmm. we are not really doing good. So this was I, that is my love for tea brought that on very early on. And the good and bad part was we did a lot of stuff and my IT head and my ops had always come and said, you are too light on your salespeople. We have mm-hmm. the competence and the adoption is not happening. You should mm-hmm. push and I should push them back and say, see, when things are good, adoptively happen. You are not really perfect. No ATM, nobody right. pushed for people to go to ATM. No, hmm. people found it convenient. So they went to ATM. So adoptivity of technology will happen when it is really good and convenient. If it's not, so it will happen. Right. So in fact, I had gone to Singapore also, because this is a problem which you're trying to solve and Singapore is like, you know, 95% of business in insurance happens on paper or a country like Singapore, which is so digital. Now, right. So I was so disappointed. I thought all this is going to work, all the investment, all this. You know, somewhere something is missing. Then COVID happened. Immediate <laughs> overhead class <laughs> I told you we should policies on WhatsApp. We set up in twenty minutes. You no, know, all the apps and everything was really trigger and fired. So at times, and all working well. All working well, no. So at times, what happens is it's a change also about convenience. Having said that, my statement still remains. A customer or a distributor or employee will adopt when you make it so convenient. No, that is how the Amazons of the world, the Airbnbs or no, the Ola, Ubers or no. If you have uh, the ATMs of the world, uh, nobody pushes that. So if it is not happening, keep on asking the question: Is it convenient enough? Does it no uh, make it? Uh, is it simple enough? Uh, and if you keep on asking the question: Why there? That is that's that's what I would do,
2: Two more questions from the audience and some you've answered, maybe you would like to re-emphasize. How do you see the insurance industry moving ahead post-COVID and what are the major disruptions do you observe during this phase and is the role of insurance agents obsolete? So two questions. How do you see the insurance industry going ahead post-COVID and uh, if you could answer that. uh, Okay.
1: So, first let me take the role of insurance agent. No, I think then I answer the First of all, first I covered a bit of it. Now, insurance, and I've mentioned in many places, is a conversational sale. Now, understand very clearly about this. Yeah. What does it mean by this? Uh, this is a quote which I've quoted no uh, very passionately many times. See, now if I talk to anybody, and it's a challenge, Suresh. Let me speak to somebody for seven eight minutes. I promise you, they'll buy insurance. Absolutely. Not I agree because I'm an amazing salesperson, simply you because. They- the insurance, what it offers is phenomenal for the price yes. it offers. Let's say in COVID yes. time, you have claims going to 8 lakh, 10 lakh rupees. No? And you've yes. seen all that uh, news going yes. on. Yes. And the average yes. claim for insurance is about one and a half to 2 lakh rupees. So yes. if you can buy a cover for 7000 rupees of a year, it's, okay. it's penis, which covers all illnesses, and not only COVID. Huh? Okay. Yeah. So why would you not buy it? The problem is the human brain is not wired to see the risk. Somebody has to have a conversation. And this is why across the world, even though digital companies have set up, they have not been able to dislodge the traditional companies with the distribution of agency networks simply because insurance is a conversational sale. Now, how do you shift the conversation to digital or any other place is your game? Now, that's not easy. Humans require human interaction and conversation. That is why agents are there to stay. So don't don't know kind of... uh, Um, discount them right now. I don't think the time has come. Now, coming to the industry, two things is what the industry should focus on very, very clearly. You no, know? delivering mm-hmm. at a hyper speed to customers in claims. You no, know? mm-hmm. I think because like and disruption is happening. Are you delivering claims on hyper speed? Are you using digital tools to assess claims and do it very fast? You no, know? and cut away all the um, unnecessary steps in between. That's an opportunity for you to do so, and make the policy simpler. No? correct i fully agree you should make the policy simpler so if we can do these
2: two three things i think we're on the right track okay Tapan, two more questions there are a lot of questions coming in how do you maintain connect with a large distributed employee base in this remote uh, work, work, work in uh, work from home phase uh,
1: how do you maintain connect and what have you been
2: doing as a leader
1: so I have been lucky to be a funny employee. So for me, it's not difficult. I think more, most most employees have recruited personally over time, you know, and that has. So I have the luxury of spending a lot of time with a lot of people over the years. You no, know. so for me, it's the biased answer. So for me, the connect part is easy because if you have okay. been there, you set up a company, you you recruit people, you fight with them on the streets, you no, know, pick up businesses, you no, know, beat competition. So yeah. you become like brothers and sisters, you no, know, over ages. So. That to me is an easier option. So I'm not sure about how other leaders would manage it for me. This was easy. Because she can yeah. reach out to me for any difficulty, any issue, any happiness, sadness. And I make a point that any uh, SMS, any text, any call I get, uh, I answer, I talk to people before I go to sleep. So if somebody reaches yeah. out to me for any difficulty, they will get a call back from me. The problem is the sleep early is a problem. Like I call up at 11, 11.30 the night. So people know that. Send me a text, they better know awake So the call is coming. <laughs> So, yes, to, to connect to people, there's only one thing which I feel you should have. genuineness. Okay. Don't Absolutely. be a fake guy. Yeah? Yeah, people yeah, can yeah, see yeah. through you. No. So, don't tell I'll be there with you and things happen, you disappear. No? You then demonstrate. The good
2: attribute of a leader, you should
1: not be fake. I fully endorse. Yeah. And that's so, a, this is something that we must practice. Yeah. If you are genuine, Suresh, and yeah. your you know, statements have been over time tested on your genuineness, the connect will always. That's the easier part, no?
0: Absolutely.
1: Last
2: question, uh, Tapan, from the audience. Do you see the role of insurance survey going away due to social distancing as we switch to online methods?
1: Yeah, on the survey part, it is a um, challenge. In fact, if I look at now, the surveys have to be technically very, very competent, at least in the GI space. And that is where they will get paid for it. They'll get paid for the technical competence. Now they will not be getting paid on the uh, value today. Let's say if IAS says for uh, for a claim up to fifty thousand rupees, no in motor or one lakh in fire, you don't require survey. I don't think that is the issue. The issue should be in complex claims, you require expertise which you cannot do digitally. So let us say if there is a, a, a one of those large uh, vehicles, an Audi or no, or a Mercedes yeah. which has a crash, a simple bumper itself would cost no over the value of. Uh, Uh, what is uh, not uh, required for survey. A simple photograph can get that claim paid, no? So why do you require a survey for a bumper claim, no? But if an engine loss happens, no? Or if let's say a factory, which is a power plant, which has an explosion happening, complex claims and complex uh, systems where you are good as a technical expert will get uh, paid over time. But if you're surviving in the survey job, uh, just by the value put by IRDA, the time will be up. So that goes for all profession. Be very good be very technically competent. Don't just depend on no the value put by it. Over time, that will disappear as claims no get more and more displaced, and they get more and more no, uh, uh, processor interest.
2: So, do you see the industry growing?
1: Yeah, yeah. Twenty, thirty years. If you are a youngster, join general insurance. Don't worry, the industry no, no, grows. I, the- I know. It. Do you see it growing this year? 2021. Uh, yeah, this year. If I look at it, you no, know, the total impact. Um, and if lockdowns happen more, is a different issue. But let's say last year the industry grew by about nine percent, no, and before it was growing really at thirteen and seventeen. So there was an economic slowdown, and I told you earlier also, Suresh, the industry follows the economic cycle, you no. Know? So the slowdown it grew at nine. I see a five to seven percent impact for the industry, which means that the industry this year should be um, uh, flat or positive one or two percent, you know? So it will not be usually negative. If it is negative, also minus five or seven percent. So the range would be minus uh, minus five to uh, plus uh, five. So it's a good space to be in full GIA. It's absolutely good. I should be happy. Top and I've really enjoyed uh, asking
2: you these questions and learning as we speak. One last question to you before we wind up. Uh, mentally, physically, how have you kept yourself up to speed? I know I, your, your body language, your face exhibits passion all over. But how have you kept yourself mentally? And uh, what have you been doing? What have you been watching? What are the latest... Uh, movie or anything that you've seen either on Netflix or on television?
1: Suresh, you'll be surprised to know I've not watched television for I don't know how many years. Wow. Uh, really? I, I, don't see t- I don't see TV at all. No, oh, Not okay. because of any uh, principle or values. I oh. feel that it takes too much time and it's not very constructive from my perspective. I can do better things. No? So I okay. don't watch um, TV at all. Netflix okay. I don't have. Again, the luxury of no three hours of Watching a good movie and all that. I believe in something which is which is again very different. Um, I believe that every person is a story. So let's say this time I spent with you, uh, Suresh, I enjoyed every moment. You yourself are a Netflix story, you know. Anybody, <laughs> everybody is a Netflix story, you know. Why do I have to switch on <laughs> an iPad or TV to see a movie? If I spend time with people, I see so many movies at at one go, which is more realistic, more mm-hmm. real time, more dynamite, you know. I so, uh, I enjoy people interaction much more than anything else. I don't want to lose that in today's world. And I'm actually worried about it. You see cases of depression rising. You see cases of anxiety rising. One reason which I feel is the lack of interaction of people. I, I love it. I don't want to lose that under any circumstances. So for me, people, interaction, talking to people is what I really enjoy. And every, every person is a huge, amazing story from whom I learn. I don't want to lose that. So I use my time for that solution. Tapen, thank you so
2: much. It was a very interesting conversation with you. Covering not just leadership, but covering your life journey, your 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 traits, your leadership styles, your knowledge of the industry. And I'm sure all those who are, who are listening in, and this will get further published later, will benefit from your rich experience. I wish you all the very best. Stay home, stay safe. My uh, regards to all your employees and all at, at your family, I look forward to interacting with you many more times. I look forward to seeing you. All the very best and good luck, Papan. Many thanks for uh, coming for this interview. Thank you. Uh, All the pleasure really
1: for you. Thank you very much. Really great seeing thanks you a long so. time. No, really enjoyed. No you. Thank you very much. Thanks. thanks Bye. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye.